Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Hot Topics Live, <laughs> the show, the podcast. And I'm Kia Baker, and I am the host of the Female Veterans Podcast, Woman Warrior Stories for the Veterans Channel, and success coach at London Real Academy. And next to me, I have my number one, <laughs> my first, <laughs> my talented, beautiful, successful. <laughs> And my first ever co-host, Gloria Goldberg. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> and it's my birthday. And yes. this is my present. I'm yes. back with my girl. Hi, George. Hi, you too. And George is there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hi. So for those of you who don't know, and you haven't seen all of the episodes of Hot Topics Live in the past, my very first co-host, my number one, Gloria Goldberg, is back in the house with me. And you can see all of her episodes on the YouTube channel, as well as the Hot Topics Live Facebook page. Pick your pleasure wherever you're at, whatever you love. You can check out all the old episodes there, and you can get to know Gloria really well. But today... She is my present to me. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to be your present. It's, it's, a, it's an honor, Kia, to be here. Like a, one year ago, we did this in honor your birthday, remember? Yes, we did. We jumped on for a very special quick live to talk about my birthday and to celebrate together. And here we are again. I can't imagine being here with anybody else on my birthday. I'm, I'm so happy to be here too. So because this is very special and it's your birthday, how do you feel today? Well, I feel really great. I feel good. Every day is a blessing. And the older you get, the more you realize that, especially when people are dying all around you. Mm. And it, I feel like lately, every week, I can't get the news that someone has passed away. And I am like, oh my God, life is really precious. It's really short. And you just have to keep enjoying it and living it to the fullest. And that's what I'm doing. So today, I on my birthday every year, I do only exactly what I want to do. <laughs> I don't do anything more. And um, I kept my kids home with, they're sick anyway, from so from school, so they're sick. And I kept them home. And so I have my boys with me. And my oldest son is like doing acts of service for my present this year instead of buying me a gift, which is fine. But it's a real love language, you know. And he's yeah. helping clean the house for me. And that's so special. That's so, awesome. I love that. And of course, the little one is cuddly and loving and sweet. And their father is making an appearance today to cook dinner. So I don't Whoa, have to cook. What a double, yeah. what a double present. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. So you know, Kia, you mentioned before that you have a lot of people around you that are dying. Mm -hmm. And I think that's this like a message for you to reinforce that life is too short and also to tend like to to prove you for fate like yes everybody's dying around me and i'm gonna be okay when the day is for me uh, people don't understand that you have to be you have to accept that no matter what but we are tend to to be afraid to die and mm -hmm. and 
you was like before in private, I said, oh my God, I want to leave more. I want to not, you know, spend my, t- my time in, in stupid things and it just enjoying life. And that's just a reminder for you to, you need to like, uh, you know, remember that life is too short. That's right. One of my favorite quotes from a rap song, uh, there's lots of rap songs that I love, but it, it says, um, I think it was 50 cents. He says, I got a lot of living to do before I die. And I, mm-hmm. I ain't got time to waste. And that's been a life motto for me. So um, there were times where I definitely was really sick and I felt like I was going to die soon. I yes. had like that feeling. And so I had to change my life around and take control of my health and stop listening to, I mean, it sounds terrible, but I had to stop listening to what the doctors were telling me. And Mm -hmm. I had to take a holistic approach. And I'm not saying that works for everybody. Obviously you have to listen to your body and be familiar with it and talk to your doctors or talk to a holistic doctor and see what works for you. But it worked for me. It restored my life. And so now I feel like I have more energy than I did when I was younger. Now I have much more excitement and vitality You're more than wise. I had. You're more wise. <laughs> and, yes, I am. And that's one of the things I put in the description of this episode was that we were going to talk about life, love, growing older, and but also growing older and growing wiser and learning so many more things about life, right? Yes. And how do you feel that you are in the 40s? Because I don't know if you want to reveal your your age, but how you feel in the 40s? (laughs) Well, I feel amazing. You know, I think it's it's true what they say about 40 being the new 20, but to an extent, because, um, because I feel actually better than I did when I was in my 20s. Because when you're a woman, and probably guys too, I think, you're like, you can be more insecure. And you can be, um, you know, you don't know yourself well, you're still trying to figure things out. I think I read this quote that said, everything before 40, you're just doing research. (laughs) Right? And so, and then at 40, you begin to really live. And I think that that's true. So if there's anybody that's young that happens upon this episode, or that's one of our regular viewers, um, just take heart of that. Like live your best life, have fun in your present moments. But remember that getting older can be amazing. It's all a mindset. It always just comes back down to your mindset and your emotions that you put behind it. And for me, getting older is amazing. And I actually feel much better. I actually work out the way I did now. Um, After being sick in my 30s, I now have started working out the way I did in my 20s. So with that knowledge, and my body really responds to that. I like to weight train, by the way. So I lift weights. I do supersets. That's my jam. Um, But, and I I do a lot of walking. But... um, that's how I stay healthy and fit. And and I think that's a big part of it too. Like trying to eat well for my body, taking care of my skin. Um, And it's funny because the older I get, uh, when I first turned 40, people used to say, oh, you look really young for your age. I would have thought that you were like a few years younger, like maybe your mid thirties or you're, you know, and now as I'm getting older and progressing through my forties, 
um, people are saying, oh my gosh, you, I thought you were in like your early 30s. And I think it's just because as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm getting more in tune to my body and giving it what it needs. Whereas when I was younger, I was just like, I can eat whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. Like, I don't care. I'm, you know, I'll worry about that stuff when I get older. Well, guess what? I'm older. <laughs> I think I think you are more secure who you are. So you the pretentious of, of of being when you are young that like you said when you are so insecure about everything, and our age is like is what it is. You know, like the other yeah. day, Kia, and and this is a, I'm gonna ask you a question about this uh, comment that I did. They did a, a older woman hmm. uh, the other day. She said to me, Gloria. You have to understand that when you're getting older, yet the men are not, you are not attracted too much to men because you're getting older. And, and she said, that's the law and the rule of life. And when she, when she said that, it stuck me. I said, oh my God, like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm closer to, I'm 49. And, and that with her, with her mentality, I said, oh, my God, in her world, I'm done. I'm done. He, because she said in a way that, you know, you know, you're getting older and men always look for younger. And I said, oh, like a, that day I was like, I went home thinking the entire time. And I said, oh, my God, I'm too old now. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you bring that up. Because when I first, you know, I, most people that watch this, they already know probably everything about me. But like, um, you know, I split up with my my ex husband a few years ago, right? And when that was happening, I had other women say things like that to me, like, "You should try to make it work. You should try to make it work. I know you're not happy, or I know this horrible thing happened, and you're you're planning to leave your husband, but you should make it work." If you can, because, you know, for women that are in your age, you're in, you know, your forties, it's hard to find, you know, men, want, same thing, men want younger women and they, you know, and you have kids and it's going to be really hard for you. And I thought to myself, well, damn. <laughs> and also, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right? And then, and she wasn't the only one. And then I had another female tell me that she was like, um, <laughs> she was like, because you're a woman of color and we age slower because yes. of the melanin in our mm -hmm. skin. Although obviously I don't have a lot, so I have to really work for what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> okay. So she said the men in your age group are not aging like you are. So you're going to have to accept the fact that you might not be attracted <laughs> to the man that you decide to date. So, and I was like, what? I mean, I'm not a superficial person. Okay. It, I, it's, it, this is just a meat suit. All right. What it's what's inside yes. that really matters. Right. Yes. But I have to say at that moment, I was like, so, so because I'm an older woman, I'm not going to be able to be attracted to how's my dating going to be? Like, <laughs> They, they, what's going on that's exactly what they say to me like they were they, they say to you like they they out, out there is a flood of women single looking for husbands looking for partners but i also say but not everyone have the same luck you know 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> like why, why we have to generalize that some women came to have husbands and, and partners, some women don't. So I was like, oh, <laughs> like, like, I feel so bad when she said that, like, you know, Gloria, you're getting older and there's not too many chances out there. Wow. Like, Damn, that's depressing. It's like, just let's hang it up right now. But you know, you know what that is though, Gloria, that is a mindset and that is their projections yes. onto you. And I find that all the time, people always, I get told things like, Kia, you know, um, you know, when, when you get to this level in your career, you'll meet the right guy. Cause that's the kind of guy he's on a certain level and you're working towards that level. When you get there, then you'll meet somebody. And I go, this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm like that you're projecting your belief of not enoughness onto me. Yes. Like I, I, I will meet who I'm meant to meet when I'm meant to meet them. When someone strikes my fancy, believe me, I will let him know. <laughs> okay. Um, and it'll be what it's going to be. But I think it really all just comes down to fear and mindset. <clears throat> And I mean, if you believe that, yeah. if, if, if you believe that you'll never meet anyone who, who would like, it, you know, whatever, um, then that's, that's what'll happen. That's you'll project that you'll create that because we already know, we talk about it a million times that thoughts create things, right? So that's why what you're thinking, that's what will happen for you. But, um, I don't think that way. Also, I don't you know, think that way either. I, you know, like uh, the day I become single, I'm just gonna celebrate that I'm single and I'm gonna be open to receive and open to date and open to go out. You know, I'm not going to look for, for a husband or for a relationship. No, I'm gonna be open to receive, mm -hmm. open to meet cool people and, 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 and wonder. Hey, Tendai. Hey, Tendai. <laughs> and and you know what? If it's if my soulmate is is out there, he will be waiting for me. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll, you'll cross paths. It'll just it'll be you'll you know what it is is when you have the when you embody love and you have the mindset of of being open to love. And you attract it towards you. So whoever's meant to, to be in your life, you guys will be magnetically drawn together. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> Good eye, Tendai. <laughs> you, you noticed. <laughs> yeah. So remember when we had our goodbye episode with Gloria and she was in Costa Rica, right? Um, she was having transitions in her life. And you know what? This, this show was too much at the time, right? Yes. And um, as Gloria, we you know that I love her so much. She's like a sister to me. And as, of course, I was very sad to see her go, but I understood. And we said then that she would be back. And she will be. She'll be back again after this time too. But for yeah. my birthday, Tendai, and I'm so glad you're here for it too. And George as well. The whole fam's back together. Um, Gloria's here to celebrate with me and to have one of our old school real talks, just us girls. And of course you guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. So going back to that subject about older women, mm -hmm. like 
I, I just want to like create awareness of no, it's never too late to, to, to have a, a relationship or to, to get married. I, if I become single, I'm hundred percent, I'm going to get married again. Like I know, Girl, like you already uh, know. <laughs> we're the marrying kind us two we just keep getting married <laughs> i i just start looking for my you know my wedding dress right now <laughs> i have picked out a designer <laughs> just gonna design my dress honey i like weddings i'm an me ordained too. i'm an ordained reverend i can perform weddings if you would like me to perform your wedding <laughs> send me a, a dm on Instagram at creativity. Yeah. And I will, um, connect with you on, uh, how to book me to help you write your wedding ceremony, your vows and stuff or your ceremony and conduct your ceremony. I do that. Okay. That's how much I love weddings. Okay? Me too. <laughs> okay. So, when I marry next time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna ask you to marry to, you know, to conduct the ceremony for, Press. I will love that. I will love that. I've done three so far. <laughs> I really love it. I love the whole thing. Okay. And I love also that I get invited to the dinner afterwards because wedding food is the best sometimes. Of sometimes sometimes yes, it's yes. awful. Yes. But a good wedding is like the it's like the happiest day in two people's lives at that moment until that moment. Right. And so everyone's in a good mood. Usually, hopefully <laughs> everyone's in a good mood and everyone's celebratory. Like they want to celebrate. And I love to celebrate. <laughs> so I love to celebrate too. And, you know, today, like a changing a little bit, the, like the subject in, in talking about love that you want to talk about love mm -hmm. today, I read something very powerful. This says uh, the ego destroy and love heal. The ego destroys and love heals. heals. <laughs> That's true. Yes, That's of course. True. I mean, I those are some of the truest words I ever heard. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. A seven-day rule that sucks. Gloria has a seven-day rule. <laughs> you know it. You know, thanks for tuning in, Tendai. Thank I you, appreciate Tendai. you popping on on my birthday. On this, and this is why you have to set your notifications, I tell you. Because we just come live sometimes, whenever, and we don't tell anyone. And this is one of those times. And I'll be back on Thursday. Um, I think Matilda will be with me. We're going to interview Kate Unger. She's a vocalist. She's a podcast host. And she has a show called um, Living Your Juiciest Life, I think. Mm. Might be wrong, but it's something like that. And um, it's going to be gr a great conversation. So tune in, Tendai. We'll see you Thursday if you can. Yes. You know, you're working. So, so going back to that word, because I, yeah. I, I mentioned to you the ego and the relationships. Because the other day I was watching a man that I love that he talks about relationships. Mm -hmm. And he was telling that in our age, when we date men in our age or older, we should not have ego. And a lot of people comes with the ego. Like mm. if she don't call me, I don't call her. Or if she don't do this, I don't do that. Most like playing still with the, it's playing the game. And yeah. he said, and he also said in women, our age and men, our age, it should not last uh, like 
a year, two years, three years in a relationship. It should, it should, it should be less because if you're ready to commit and you find another person ready to commit, why you need to wait for so long? Like why you need to wait for so long? I understand there's the period of knowing, the period to, you know, to see, but when we are at this age, we kind of know in the beginning after after we already run couple 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 things in life, and I know we can make a lot of mistakes. We can keep making mistakes, but in the beginning, you can, you kind of know in sense the kind of person the other person is, and vice versa. Well, I, I used to watch this show called The Millionaire Matchmaker, right? Mm-hmm. And um, not because I wanted to date a millionaire, because I wanted to be one. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Give me time. All right. So, um, like the song, I, I want to gonna be a millionaire. <laughs> I love that song. Fucking too bad. Something like that. <laughs> Gloria. Anyway, but yes, along those lines, right? So I used to watch this show called The Millionaire Matchmaker, right? Mm-hmm. And she would say that when you're dating, you will know in six months. Yes, that's what he said. That's what he said. Is enough time to know if this is a person that you want to really commit to. Men or women, man or woman. If a guy doesn't know in six months, if he's still unsure at this stage in the game, then it's time for you to move on. Yes, at, that's what at he our said. age, it, yes. we cannot afford to accept crumbs and we don't have time for it no, either. No, no, no. Okay. So you have to move on to um, greener pastures. You have to go where the grass is being watered. <laughs> okay. Male or female now, honey. Yeah, yeah, like uh, already working in their issues or already already know, being aware of the situation, commit, like 100% commit. Like when, like I, I also read another post for another girl that I love, I love the way she is. She said, you, you need to find a man who wants to be a husband, not a man who wants a wife. Oh, that's a good one. A very good one. So what do you, you want to unpack that for everybody? What do you think that means, Gloria? It, that means that the man that wants a woman is wants to be a husband. And a husband requires a lot of stuff, like to be passionate, comprehensive, loving, uh, coming with little details, a communication, a lot of communication. I think that's the key. Communication, the open openness, the transparency that the other person can engage in that world. And, and also for you as a woman to be able to go in his world. Because how you gonna how you gonna understand the issues of the other person? Because nobody's perfect. Everybody has something. How are you gonna mm-hmm. know to deal with whatever issue the other person have? If you are not able to communicate and open, why? Like when you start a relationship, I would like a man to be honest with me and tell me like everything about him, like what he likes, what he don't like, what he's what he's struggling about, and 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 be like be open and kind to and have a lot of compassion. But there's a, a, a lot of people that go into relationships with a lot of ego, a lot of pre- pretentious, a lot of there's their way of the highway. And to be honest, I don't think those those relationships are, are it can work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of them fail. You know, sometimes people get comfortable and they decide to accept. 
And acceptance is good. You need to accept people in relationships. However, are you compromising yourself, what you want, what your goals are, what your needs are in order to just have someone in your life? And not be alone because a lot of people are just afraid to be alone or afraid of starting over. Yes. It's the fear of the unknown. But what they don't realize is the unknown is the most gorgeous place to be because that's the point where you can create anything. So, I mean, I definitely see that. I mean, you have to be willing to um, go through the a, a death. Death can sometimes be painful. The death of a relationship the death of one type of life, one life cycle. And you have to be willing to take that leap of faith to go towards a new one, right? And um, it's scary. There's a lot of things like we were talking about in the beginning, you know, people telling you stuff that make you afraid to leave the relationship. If I had listened to any of those people, I would still be married and probably really unhappy and my kids would be unhappy because if the couple is not happy, the relationship is not happy, then the whole family unit is suffering. So really people stay and no judgment, people stay for their kids all the time. But what they're modeling for those kids isn't necessarily always healthy choices or the best option in the long run. So it's a choice everybody has to make for themselves. But in my opinion, and for my family, and what was best for me is to have separated and to have taken that leap of faith that everything was going to be okay that I could create a better life for myself because I can only speak for me. Right. But this is what I did. So, um, I did it. I was afraid. Yeah. But I did it anyway. I leaned into the fear. And also I, I, somebody told me also this, like a man and I'm not judging men. I'm just telling what I hear that men tends to be complacent, like content there. Oh, complacent. And that, complacent. And that's why we women, when we see that, we are not getting what we need. Like, mm-hmm. so we get, we start making problems. We start getting difficult. And, and that's why men don't understand. They, they think, okay, I have a wife and, and that's it. And I come home and she have to deal with my shit. And, and, and that's it. We are not going anywhere. So it's, it stopped growing. The relationship stop, stop growing and people think that because you're married is done and you don't need to work on anything. And when you're married, you need to work a lot, like not a lot, like it's a hard work, but yes, you need to come together because there are always going to be moments of stress, moments of, of discussion, moments are things that you don't like about the other person, but if you don't grow, if you don't sit down with your partner and listen with your open mind and open heart, it's so difficult. And that's why a lot of women right now are divorcing because the men get complacent, gets, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm here. Too com- comfy. Come to comfy. And mm-hmm. we are expecting something different, like the, spi- the spice, the spike, the, the, the adventure, the, the new, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think because um, there's so many stages of a relationship, right? Yes. yes. And there's the six stages of the relationship. You have to Google it if you don't know, but it's life-changing once you start learning the stages relationships go through and understanding how each person attaches in a relationship. Like what is your relationship attachment style, right? And when you start to understand that, it really helps you within the relationship you are in 
and as well as any friendships and other relationships in the future. And one of the things that I learned when I was um, learning about all of these things is that um, those things play as much of a part as the love languages. So there is so much that goes into it. And when you get into this relationship, both people can begin to take each other for granted. Right. And as the years build up, like both of us were in very long term relationships. Okay. Um, over a decade long. So, um, when you're in such a long-term relationship like that, you know, it's easy to get so comfortable that you can begin to take one another for granted. And the tension, um, relationships need tension. Okay. So what the mistake a lot of people make, all right, is they put in unhealthy, toxic tension. Okay. And then they don't know how to have a relationship, a healed and healthy relationship. And what does healed and healthy tension look like? Well, it's passion. So it all comes down to passion, right? But, but, but like passionate energy, the energy of passion. So either that energy of passion is going to become hateful and violent and toxic because that's passion, right? You can passionately hate someone and you can passionately love someone, right? So, or you can take that passion and it can be like loving flirtatious tension, a buildup of momentum type of passion. Um, and that's what a lot of people don't really understand that are not on healing journeys and doing the self work and learning about all of these things so that they can be fulfilled within themselves. That's the other aspect where people are not happy. And then they think that it's the responsibility of their partner to make them happy. When they think my partner's not doing these things, so I'm unhappy, it's putting a lot of burden and responsibility on the other person to make you you happy. When your happiness has to come from you, exactly. you have to fulfill yourself. And then it spills out. You can you mm-hmm. have more to give to someone else. And the same way with your partner. So if you have a lot of times two people who are escaping life through food, drugs, shopping. Uh, TV, whatever. You're, Any addiction. You're, right. You're like, you don't realize it because it's normal for you. It might've been modeled behavior from your own parents, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, and you go, you're going through life just in a routine, almost like a hamster on a wheel. Right. Now we all do it. Routine is good to an extent. Right. But if you have to have some variables in there to where you are feeling fulfilled and you're finding excitement and you're following your passions and your joy and your partner is doing the same and you're encouraging them and they're encouraging you and you're working together then to bring that passionate and happy energy together to share your experiences. But again, Gloria, a lot of people don't know what they need or what they really want in a relationship or what fulfills them because they're not looking inside for any of those answers. They're looking outside. It's very true. It's very true. That happens to me big time. Me too. Because I was I was very unhappy inside. So I I I turned to be needy, too needy, too needy. Mm-hmm. And I have neediness with a combination of passion. So I can go to the stream or very passionate, loving or very like passionate, like, you know, mm-hmm. and so, so passion is, is, is a nice word, but also a very delicate word in, in, in like everything here, balance, mm. balance, 
And if there's no balance, any, if it's too much, it's bad. If it's too little, it's too bad. Like my, what my therapist said to me, Gloria, if you, he said to me, you have to stop giving too much to see if you can receive. Because when you, when you give too much, you don't have a space for the other person to, to give. And that's what it happens because then you're giving, giving, giving and waiting for you to receive and you're not receiving the same amount of what you're giving. And then you feel disappointed with yourself. Mm -hmm. Or with the other person. Right. Now, I was, I was, went through a phase of my life that was very similar to that, which I didn't know how to receive. It's balancing your, your masculine and feminine energies. We talked about this with um, the men's uh, communication coach, Brandon Archer. If you oh. haven't seen that episode, you've got to go back through the episodes. On, it's on YouTube and on our Facebook page. And he talks a lot about that. And we talk about how every person, both men and women, have masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And the feminine energy is the receptive energy. And the masculine energy is the action-oriented energy. So we both, I think within relationships, we have to both give and receive. And a lot of times us women who have, you know, run businesses, have been single parents, all of these things have a really hard time receiving. And, you know, we have the whole feminism movement, which I love. I do consider myself a feminist. However, I also like a guy to open a door for me. Okay. So, I like that too. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I really like uh, an old fashioned gentleman and I, to, to an extent, am sort of an old fashioned girl to an Me extent too. as well. So it's balancing those energies of, I run, a, I run businesses and I run a household, but I also have to be warm and receptive to a masculine energy willing to do things for me and allow that to happen. You have to make space for it. I think. And that was a really hard lesson for me to learn. I think, I think I finally, that clicked in for me within the last few years, actually. It's been a, a lot of self work <laughs> since my, since my divorce, like really going within and going, okay. Cause it takes two, right? So what role did I play? And I'm, this is not my first divorce. So exactly. really it's time to take a look in the mirror and go, what role did I play? And mm -hmm. I think Everybody has to do that at some point and take responsibility, maximum accountability, as we say at London Real Academy and see, you know, because if you're not 100% honest with yourself, if you can't face the harsh truths to yourself, then how are you going to improve? Exactly. How are you going to get, live a better life? Yeah. yeah, that's very true. So now that you've been growing so much, what is the, the attachment style that match with you? So let me first say that I have been growing a lot for the last years. Um, I hope everybody has, but I definitely have. And it has been painful. Yes. Um, it's too. not a pretty, <laughs> pretty situation. You know, people think it's like all meditation and flowers and false positivity. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's a lot of ugly crying and, you know, trying to figure things out and learning and rehashing old wounds. And like, you know, cause a lot of times we just sort of stick a bandaid on that wound that we had. And these I'm talking wounds going back to as early as I can remember in childhood, talking about yes. like my parents splitting up 
kind of wounds, like when I was three, like going back and really examining a lot of the things that happened in my life. And, and a lot of times we, when you grow up in a dysfunctional household or you have traumas happen, no matter when they happen in your life, you sort of some, you will shift into fight or flight and you go into survival mode and you don't really get a chance to like, um, really address the wounding. And so the healing journey is really a lot about addressing those woundings that you had to just sort of get on with it. Like, like my, my British peeps say, they, they have a stiff upper lip and, and I'm because I, maybe I'm 23% British. Um, maybe I've got that in my DNA, but a lot of times I just sort of suck it up. Like we said in the Navy and we Mm -hmm. just get on with it and do what you have to do, even though you're in pain, because things have to get done. And it's a lot about making space to acknowledge the pain and to heal through it, you know, and through different techniques. Um, And if anyone wants to know some of my techniques, follow me on Instagram. I'm always putting them up there, or you can send me a DM via Instagram about some of the healing things that I do, and I'll be happy to share them with you. Or you can just keep watching Hot Topics Live because we talk about it all the time. But to address your question, so I went from what is called, um, there's four attachment styles, and you can be any combination of them. Oh, Obviously, oh, oh, four of them. <laughs> right. Or yeah, you could be a bit of all. Um, so I think the healthy is the goal. And I think I'm more in a healthy attachment style now, but I, but I think it's not linear, right? Sometimes I can sh- shift back. So I started as an anxious attachment style, which means I could be needy, you know, at times yes, of course. or clingy at times when I was younger, when I was much younger. Um, and then I moved because of, you know, relationships and the way how relationships happened, you learn, right? So what I learned from the, my experiences in relationships as being like a more anxious, like, love me, I'll just, so, you know, yeah, right? I like, like, I, I just, have a lot of love for you. I have a lot of love, love to me. give you, right? No, no, honey, that, we're not doing that, okay? <laughs> when you're young and you have uh, a dysfunctional household, you develop those kinds of things, right? So back in the day, I wasn't like horrible with it. I don't think I could get there like certain triggers. I would say I would get triggered and then that side of my personality would come out. So mostly I was like, cool, but then things would happen and that would come to the surface. Um, so I learned through relationships that that wasn't cool, uh, nor did I like it. I didn't like that of myself. It wasn't good for anybody. So I started working on it. But what happened was I went in the other direction and I became a a dismissive avoidant like style. So at the first sign of trouble, I'd be like, I'm out. I'm like, it would just be like, and so I became like really, it would go from me. I'm a naturally really kind and loving person, as you know. So I'd go from my kind and loving nature into just being like, what just happened? Oh, I didn't like that you know what? I'm good. I'm out, you know, and that's also not good. So it's like two extremes. Yes. And then what happened as I got older, more relationships and things of that nature and learning, I became a little bit of both of those styles. So I'd be, or I would say I would, would be slightly healthy, 
then I could get triggered into being anxious. Then I could get triggered into being dismissive. So that was like me for most of my life. <laughs> that was just how I was most of my life. And I think now after I started learning about that, what, two years ago, about the attachment styles and all of these relationship things. And I took that knowledge and I started to grow from it. And now I think I'm happy to say that I'm more, I'm more healthy than anything else. And not to say that I couldn't be triggered into one of those old patterns, mm -hmm. but I'm more likely, I think it's healthy to say that I'm more likely to catch it before it, it becomes a problem or catch it before, you know, I actually go fully into that kind of behavior that can, you know, push people away or can trigger someone else because everyone else has their own attachment styles and stuff like that too. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot to learn. It's a lot to learn. If people, you know, if people would know what we've been working on it, it would be like, what? I'm behind in everything. <laughs> well, they should teach emotion, emotional intelligence in school. This all comes back down to emotional intelligence. We talked about this last Thursday on Hot Topics when I had my girl Carla and Kaula in the house. And we talked about online dating. We talked about being single. We talked about being working mothers, single mothers. We talked so about what, a lot of what, stuff. What do you guys talk about online dating? <laughs> well, uh, so Kaula, she was the only one of the three of us that did, uh, has tried online dating. I haven't tried it yet. Okay. I used to help my friends. So I, cause I thought it was fun. Me too. I helped right? my friends. I used to help my friends and be like, oh, pick him. He's cute. And, and then I would find out that my taste in men was completely different than my friends. <laughs> so never work out. But, um, but yeah, we talked about how difficult it is and how she feels that it sort of takes a lot of the fun out of online dating. Speaking of Kaula, she popped on. Oh, hi, boo. Hi. <laughs> hi. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you, my dear. Yeah, we're just talking about. I'm an invite. I'm in. I'm in, in in a a guest today, so I'm so happy. <laughs> She's my my special guest today. <laughs> so, uh, if you love Kaula and you want to see her come back to Hot Topics Live, um, definitely uh, go and follow her on um, Instagram, uh, Women with Stories, and also um, come back because I think she's gonna be back with me next Thursday, actually. Whoa, and we're going to, awesome. yeah, we're going to have another amazing conversation. Um, and yeah, so Kala's amazing. And also send me a message and I'll tell her how much you love her. <laughs> send me a DM on Instagram. <laughs> and speaking of Instagram, follow Gloria on Instagram. She has amazing stories and she is chronicling these journeys that she's going through in her process of transformation and healing and, um, which brings me to a question I had for you. Uh -huh. So when last you were here, you were in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Where are you now? I'm, in, I'm back in Florida again. Yeah. So how, how were, how was your trip in Costa Rica from the time we left? Okay. You, the trip to Costa Rica was more for growing and, and I feel that I left behind an old Gloria there. So if you ask me if I want to go back to Costa Rica to the same place, no, because I feel I'm like a snake. Once I shed my skin, I don't want to go back to that place. 
And now I don't have nothing engaged of Costa Rica. I will go back to a different area. And it's because that, that area where I was, I cry a lot. I shift a lot. I shift a lot. I transform a lot. And just to remember that is it make, it make me sad and happy at the same time. So I'm like that. Like once I shed all my stuff in one place, I just don't want to go looking back into that. So that was a part of transformation. That was part that I, something that I need to be there. And what is next? I don't know, but something very, very soon is going to happen. So where's, where I'm going to be, I don't know. I was thinking maybe to go to Peru or going to Spain. I'm not sure yet because I'm in, in a process and I know the process right now heavy that I don't want to comment it now, but later on, yes, I will. But you know, right now my life is like a turmoil, roller coaster, big changes are coming. And every, of course, every day changes happening, but my changes right now are, are, are like heavy for me. So I don't know what's going to be next and I don't want to know. I just want to leave the day by day and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I totally understand. It's, it's like that. I think the beautiful thing of Costa Rica for you, and if you follow along on her stories on Instagram at Gloria Gold 1111, um, then you can see everything that happened there. Like you had a whole explant journey. So you yes. took out your implants while you were there Yes, and changed your body physically yes. to relieve pain. Yes. And you figured that out on your own, which I thought was amazing and quickly took action, which is took action. Like wow. I, I, everything I do, I, I, I take quick action. Sometimes I take time because life, it makes me to wait. But like now that I'm like listening to, to one of, one of my writers that I like, her name is Tosha, Tosha Silver, I think it is. And she, and she talks about offering, offering life, offering everything, offering everything you do. Like it's the day start, you offer. Yeah, the food, you offer. Everything you do, you offer. So the life is, is in charge, not you in charge of life. And that's why I'm doing now, because right now I can, I don't want to make decisions. I want life to make the decisions for me and show me the path that I will follow. That's hmm. a mindset because if you want that to be what happens, that'll be what happens. Like you can either consciously create the path that you want to unfold before you, or you can leave it to the universe for your highest and greatest good and see what comes up. So either way is really an interesting approach. But, but I also read about it when you want to be in charge or you want to create a path, it's like you, you probably gonna, along the way, you're going to find a lot of obstacles because that's not the way life wants you to go. Yes, you, you can have plans. You can have things you want to do, right? And that's your goals. But sometimes when you walk those go through those goals, through the path, life tells you, no, this is not the way. So for me to not go through those painful moments to feel stuck and, 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 and life throw me like, like the way it throw me sometimes, I just surrender. I just, just, you know, life, take me whatever you want to do with me. I'm, I'm tired. Sometimes I think it has to be like that. And I think though, when you are consciously creating, you have this freedom of saying, okay, 
well, if this is what's not meant for me, then I can pivot to, to being open. And I think there, there's a flow in that. Um, so Kala has some questions for us. Mm-hmm. So I'll let, put me, them let back me, up. give me a minute. I open the door quick. One second. Okay. So I will go ahead and start reading these questions while she does that. No, it's a live show. We do what we do. And um, Kawa says, looking forward to it, love. Oh, for next week. Yay, me too. So what's the important lesson you learned from last year, Kia? And for Gloria, what's the best advice you can give women in dating? Okay, so I will go first and, and then we'll have Gloria answer her part of the question. So the biggest lesson that I learned last year, Kaula, was just to enjoy everything as much as possible. Like to be present in my present moments and enjoy them because every single day is a gift. So I set a new goal for myself last year, which was to wake up happy every single day. Just to wake up happy every single day. That was my goal. And to get up in the morning and and embrace life and to feel joy for it and to no matter what happened, because obviously shit happens <laughs> right through the day and to not let it take me so off kilter, to not, not let it trigger me, um, but to just be appreciative of the moments that I have and of the day. So that was my goal. And most days I did it. Most days I woke up feeling happy and excited with life, looking forward to the day. This past year, this last cycle was a really, really rough cycle for me, to be honest with you. Like I had a lot of challenges this last year that I had to overcome, but I did. And every time you overcome a challenge that when you first, you're first looking at it, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Why did this happen to me? Right. Then you go, okay, well, what do I need to do? And then you overcome that. You get that much more confident that you can handle anything that comes your way. And I think that is a gift as well. So that was my big lesson for last year was just that I could overcome pretty much anything that came my way. And I could still wake up happy every single day for the most part. And um, so it's a process. And this year, my goal is to go to bed happy (laughs) and wake up happy, right? So no matter what, when I lay my head down at night to be happy and grateful for the day that just passed, and when I wake up in the morning to be happy and grateful for the day that's coming, no matter what happens, because like I said, at the start of the this hour for this show, people are dying that I know, like acquaintances or people I knew really well. Almost every week, it's someone else. And, um, and that is just sobering and it makes you really grateful for another day. So that's how I, this is something we take for granted when we're younger, but at my age, you start to be aware because it does, you can't forget because you get news like every other day that somebody died. So (laughs) that's where, that's where I'm at at the moment. And Gloria, your question was, what was the best advice you can give women in dating? Wow. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dating yet, but I will start dating pretty soon. (laughs) Uh, I would say what I would do 
in the advice, number one, when you meet somebody, don't get attached to that person because you're just knowing that person for the first time. So I know when you, you get so excited to know a person and you want that person call you and text you and be all over you, just remember that before you met that person, you was happy. So because that person come in in your life, it doesn't it means that you're going to be unhappy the next day you just met that person because that person is not calling you or testing you. And that person, it doesn't it give you, not give you, it doesn't meet what you need. So you need to think hard to just, to just continue with that person because people at the beginning show the best thing of their day of their lives and and you engage on that so right away you engage and you just attach to that and you you think that person's going to be like that forever and that's not true people change the other thing i would suggest not to go to sleep or have a sexual encounter with the guy right away not even the first second third date in my case the next time i date the guy has to wait until I want it. And the guy has to wait until I feel comfortable because I, the next time I give my body to someone is because that person is going to respect my body and is going to honor me as a, as a woman. I'm not a, I've, I'm not going to be a bathroom for a man to, to feel like a pleasure with me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the way, I, that's the way approach I'm, I'm going to get. And the other part it's very important for women is the self-esteem. If your self-esteem is not in place, if you don't feel great, if you don't feel beautiful, if you don't feel powerful, I would not recommend you to date because then you're going to carry those insecurities into the relationship and you're not going to be able to see exactly what it is because you bring in those insecurities. So but what I'm saying is you, when you are so secure and you're very powerful, if the guy call you, in the car don't call you you don't care yeah you don't you don't put energy into that and and if when you are so powerful when you know powerful or when you feel empowered that you feel that you are a complete whole of of of, of a person you don't need anything from anybody so you already know what exactly you want and that thing will attract to you like you said before kia the the it will magnetize to yourself so before, before you date, be secure of yourself first before you engage with someone, because then you're going to suffer along the way because for many reasons, because they don't call you, because it's Friday and disappear, or it's Saturday, he don't call you, or Sunday, he just call you. And you know what? I will say, if, I, if a guy want to start dating me and Friday, Saturday, Sunday disappear, I'm, t- I'm telling you, Goodbye, because you know what? That's not the game. If there are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, that's the days that supposedly people have more time and it's not calling you, it's not going out with you, it's something fishy out there. Yeah, that's solid advice. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I'm surprised <laughs> when you were like, I'm not going to s- sleep with them right away. No. I, uh, I, and you were like uh, the first few days and I was like, what dates? You said dates. And I was like, what? Because I am so old fashioned. That was shocking to me. <laughs> like, I'm like, I know people do it, 
Mm-hmm. But I, and I respect that good people do it. Yeah, I mean, but I I've been reading and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Kia. But I've been reading a lot about the sexual part. If you in a, if you start knowing a person and very soon you start having sexual intercourse with that person, you engage in attaching in the sex. Mm-hmm. And that probably the person is giving you very good sex and you attaching to that, but you're not seeing the real person. And that's why they said that the sex has to be last before you, 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 you have to know this person. And if the other if the man is know and understand how important is that, he will wait. He will not even push for that because he will wait that, you know, it's going to be the time. And that is the time to meet to know each other, to talk, to, to, to see what we like and we don't like. Because imagine if you go to sleep very quick, we, as a woman, we tend to like, you go to sleep and, and you are, he's going to call me tomorrow. Oh, he's going to call me back. I'm going to see him again. So before you go into that paranoia, don't do it. And if the guy really, really, likes you and wants to be with you he will wait agreed period period it's no rush it's no rush plus it's an energy transfer so i'm very prudish i'm like an 1800 a late 1800s girl (laughs) okay i like courting (laughs) i like you know write me a poem send me a love letter (laughs) like it take me on a picnic. <laughs> I'm, I'm really Bring me mariachis. Right. Like, you know, play, play me a song. Sing yeah. me a song. Dedicate me a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about that. So, and I think it's really important what you said about waiting because there's a waiting. lot of power that women hold in, yes. in the puss, right? Oh, and yeah. so when you give that away too easily, um, you don't, you know, women can form attachment, like you said, through sex. Mm-hmm. A lot of times yes. we do, but men don't attach in that same kind of way. No way. So you can save yourself a lot of suffering by waiting it out. Now, me personally, I, when I was younger, I had a rule. My rule for the young girls that might be watching this was um, seven dates or two weeks. That's when I was in my 20s. That's, that's fast for me now. Now we're talking, we're talking months. So, um, because I know my value much more than I knew it then. Okay. And I know what skills I'm bringing to the table too, honey. So (laughs) you need to wait. Yeah. And you know, other thing that I also uh, write about it, like this sounds very maybe old fashioned thing, but they said before you if you're going to get married, if you are engaged, you're, you're, you have a fiance, you're going to get married, go to couple retreats together before you marry, because that is kind of building your base for a relationship. Don't go and marry and then know the person. Like, and remember, remember in an old fashioned way in my country, if you want to marry, you have to go to courses of marriage before you get married and that disappear over the time Mm -hmm. and thinking I would love the next time if I marry, when I marry, no, if I know when I marry, the man goes with me to come marry counseling. So we know what we're going into. 
that the relationship it takes work and not and not jeopardize the relationship over something like a we we didn't want to do like a, a work we didn't want to do i'm not gonna make that mistake again and the man who's gonna come to me he'll have to understand that if not it's not gonna be a deal because mm-hmm. i already married many times i make a lot of mistakes going to sleep with the guy too early and you know what yes the guy stayed with me i married to him but we built the relation backwards on so a false now- foundation on a weak foundation, right? So then it fall, it crumbles apart eventually. Yes. And I mean, I I agree. And I think um, being willing to both do the work yes. is really, I mean, even just if you're going into a long-term relationship or whatever, if you're, yeah. if you, maybe some people don't get married. I would not be right. opposed to being in a marriage that was like a union, but we right. didn't, we didn't actually get married. Although I do love weddings. So we'd probably have some sort of party, but, <laughs> but um but it's really important to both be willing to do the work, I think. And, um, and to, like to calibrate, to calibrate. Yeah. 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 I think that's important. Um, both being willing to address the issues and work mm-hmm. on them and everything yes. like that. Um, and the right person will be willing to do that with you. And I think there are stages is like what you were saying earlier, there are stages in a relationship. So the honeymoon mm-hmm. phase, the dating phase and the honeymoon phase, everything is really amazing. And that is when statistically most people get married in their honeymoon phase. Cause it's so wonderful. And this person's so amazing. And right. then right after the honeymoon phase comes the power struggle phase. And that's when people get divorced because if you can't make it through the power struggle phase, you're not, you're not going to make it. You're, I mean, you're going to end the relationship, but after that comes the bliss. So if you can get through the power struggle phase, you can get to the phase of the relationship where it's like the honeymoon stage again, but it's better because you're who you are, right? For me, I will never put, I will always show you who I am. I will always just be my authentic self. Um, I'm just going to be myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. And if you, and, and then if you can tolerate that, then we have something we can work, we can work on. And that way, what you see is what you get. Right. Um, And we can go from there. And then if you can accept me for who I am, then I can accept you for who you are. If you just show me who you are. And, 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 and have this space for both to grow because it's not about like, Oh, this is the way I am. No. Yes, you accept me the way I am, but also allow me to grow with you next to you if I'm making any mistake. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And you can hold space. You know, you, your partner's not going to be perfect. No. Hi, Mel's. Thanks for tuning in, girl. I know you're at work. You're supposed to be at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my girl. Anyway, so you know, you have to hold space for the person to be, you know, no one's going to be perfect. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Nobody. So when you go into that power struggle phase of the relationship, you have to be able to go, okay, this person's going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. I need to be able to forgive them. I want them to be able to forgive me. We need to be able to, and that's why I love um, couples retreats and, and couples counseling and stuff like that, because yes. it can teach you skills. And I did this a lot with my ex. Okay. So it doesn't mean it's going to save the relationship, but it does help. Mm. We would not have been together for 13 years if we didn't do as much couples things as we did, because we learned how to communicate and we learned how to resolve a lot of problems. We did. So I can say that was pretty amazing. Becky, it it, it can save if both 
if I mean, both people wants are to legitimately work. Legitimately. Doing the work. Like, right. okay. It's like a business thing. I want this business. I want this thing. It run. Let's run it together the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So there's a lot there. Um, and I mean, we talked about dating, right? And I'm not dating yet. Why? Because I'm doing the work. I'm doing the work on myself, like you said, to be whole and confident and secure in myself mm -hmm. and knowing what I'm bringing to the table in a partnership is very valuable for whoever should receive that. And also, you know, I like to wait and see um, who I vibe with. You know what I mean? Like the, the vibration has to match. We have to be energetically on the same frequency, right? And um, and so when I'm ready, I will start dating. Uh, like, yeah, well. you need you need to open. You need to open. I'm open. I'm yeah. open. I'm at this point, I'm open. I'm open for it, but I continue to work on myself. I just said, I'm not going to jump on a dating app mm. at the, mm. anytime soon. <laughs> and actually, Kaula did a really good job of turning me off of it. <laughs> on the last Hot Topics Live. I will continue diving, paddle boarding, doing activities, and mm. maybe. Mm. That's what I think. I think that's the way. Just yeah. go do things you love doing. Like this coming weekend to celebrate my birthday, I am headed to Los Angeles, one of my favorite cities in the whole United States. And I am going to go to a piano concert. Now, it is a concert for an actor. He um, is on one of my favorite shows, The Orville. His name is Jay Lee. And I'm going to go and watch this concert. It's piano, classical piano music. I'm going, I like classical piano, by the way, <laughs> but I also am going to support his show because I follow him on Instagram at daily. And he was practicing for a really long time for this before COVID and then COVID happened. And so now the show is finally happening and I'm going, and I'm going to go celebrate and my birthday doing this, something that I like, and who knows, I could meet somebody there because I'm out doing something that I like, exactly. feeling beautiful, feeling confident, having a great time, healed, <laughs> and 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 glowing and happy because it's my birthday and maybe I'll meet someone I like. So yeah. I love that approach, doing things you love to do. Yes. And then maybe you meet someone there. You never know. So and what about when you're gonna sing when when you're gonna sing to us? Because you are you're you're like practicing your singing. I'm waiting yes. for that. <laughs> so it has been a year of me doing vocal training, right? So I'm gonna tell you the story. So my vocal coach went to Spain for a month and a half in the summer. Okay. And during that time we were supposed to continue training, but she had fa family emergency come up and she was just very occupied with that, which was totally understandable. You know, when a relative gets sick, you have to just drop what you're doing and run for them sometimes. Totally. So during that time period, when we weren't practicing, I was still practicing on my own, doing my training, my exercises, singing my song. And then when she came back, I realized that I totally sucked again. <laughs> oh. And I'm really not training with her. I wasn't getting the corrections that I needed. So I started to go off the path, right? And, um, and so it prolonged my ability to feel comfortable to go into the studio and, and lay the song down because I don't want to... So, her, she tells me we don't fabricate shit. Okay. We don't fabricate bullshit. So 
what happens is I have to go into the studio and do the song in one take. So there's no working with the producer to me singing it over and he's going to take this part from that time and this part from that time and put it all together and it's going to sound amazing, right? No, it has to be perfect every time. So what that means is I have to, I require more practice. Mm. And so I'm getting there. I'm close now and I know it. So from for now, I'm finally at a point where I'm like, this song is nearly perfect. And as soon as she gives me the go ahead and she says, there's two parts that I struggle on and I'm, I've been working through. And she said, as soon as she tells me I've got those two parts of the song nailed down, then I'm ready. And I will come on the bilingual show to Gloria yes, and play yes. my song. I, I probably won't sing it, but I'll bring the recording or maybe I'll sing it. We'll of see. Course. <laughs> so birthday girl, we have one hour right now. Yes. Uh, what is your wish? I have so many wishes. I have so many. But the one that I will share is that um, I hope that everybody just gets to experience love. Just yeah. even for a minute, they can just feel love and true love, like real love. Feel that for a moment and have that experience. That's like my greatest wish of all time. For a minute. That's at least good. for one minute, at least for one minute, because some people have never experienced it in their life at all to this point. So that's my wish is that everyone gets to experience for experience true, real love in their life for at least one minute, at least for a minute to just have that feeling wash over them um, is amazing. And um, personally, what I wish for is just to wake up happy and go to sleep happy every day. You will. Yep, I will. You will. You will. <laughs> and have fun in LA on my birthday weekend. You, have you some will. crazy adventures you will. You will. that I could and, never foresee. <laughs> and probably going to find your soulmate there. <laughs> you know, people keep telling me that my, my next husband lives in Los Angeles. I really? keep hearing that like over and over. I think you're meant to go to uh, live in LA. I think you're supposed to be, your husband's probably in LA. I keep hearing that. And I'm like, really? Where is he? <laughs> so, so you and think I should? Nice go, you think I? You think I should go to Los Angeles with you and see if we can find both? <laughs> I, you know me, honey. I will love for you to come to LA and hang mm. out with me, and we will wreck that town. Okay, we'll right, run around, we'll have brunch. We will we'll have go out. We'll get sexy and look glamorous, and go out at night, and it's always fun. And we just have the best time together. And we haven't seen each other in over a year, like in yes. person. Yeah. So, so it would be a, an amazing gift for me. But I know how that's a big flight for you to come across the coast just for a few days. So few days. I, I would love it. But of course, I totally get it. And, you know, maybe so we need to plan more. it. So we need to plan it more yeah, longer. We need to, or we or need let's to go to Sedona it. together. Oh, I love that idea. I love Arizona. I used to live in Arizona. And Sedona is my favorite place in Arizona. It's just I go amazing. To the energy there, the vortex, it's incredibly beautiful. We should stay in an Airbnb of those little adobe houses. They're so cute. And I've always wanted to stay there. So we should plan that. And there's some good spots. <laughs> go have some fun. Yes. But um, it has been amazing. And um, I've had so much fun hanging out with you today. I almost don't want it to end. It's just like old times. Yes. And we have... 
Angeline has popped up today. It's great yeah. to see you, Angeline. I haven't seen you in a little minute. I know you're busy doing your thing. I'm yeah. wishing you so much success in everything you do. Me I too. see you out there doing big things. So, <laughs> um, but we we miss you, and I'm happy that you turned up. And thank you for my birthday wish. I appreciate you. And um, George, as always, you are a gift. Yeah. And I love that you turned up today to hang out Thank with you. me on my birthday. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate you. This has been amazing, Gloria. It has been amazing to hang out with you as always. Um, you're like the most fun ever. So, thank <laughs> so thank you so much. Uh, is there anything mm -hmm. you want to say before we wrap it up? Thank you for the invitation. I feel honored to be here with you, and especially in your birthday. That means a lot to me. Not everybody has the opportunity to be here with you in your birthday. So I feel amazing for that. Thank you so much. Well, honey, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being my guest today. I appreciate you so much. And I'm going to wrap up the show like we did in the old days. So. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for watching Hot Topics Live and spending this hour and 12 minutes of your life with us. You are so appreciated. Um, if you've made it this far in the episode, well, you're part of our soul tribe now. So you should just set your notifications, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, and um, make sure you subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Um, I appreciate your subscriptions, of course. And um, just tune in every week. I'm on Thursdays now. I'll be back on Thursday um, with Matilda coming live from New York, where she is right now. And um, we're going to have a great conversation. And you can feel free to ask questions, join the conversation if you're watching live, or you can catch the replay anytime. So I'm Kia Baker. I am the creator and host of the Female Veterans Podcast, Women Warrior Stories, which I seen the rough cut of the, the first episode, and it's coming together nicely. So it's going to be out soon, I think, <laughs> finally. And um, I'm also a success coach, a performance coach, accountability coach, whatever you want to call it, at London Real Academy. And, um, aw, Angeline, we love you more. Mm. We love you more. Yeah, we love you too. <laughs> and um, next to me is a smart, funny, beautiful, talented, sophisticated, and, well, my number one. Gloria Goldberg. <laughs> I'm the founder of the podcast Unbreakable Life with Glory. We'll talk about depression, anxiety, and PTSD in a holistic way, a natural way to always make you feel better. And also the host and the founder of the bilingual show, The Gloria. That's every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Miami time, Easter time. And tomorrow we're going to have amazing conversation. We're going to talk about self-esteem and it's going to be in Espanol. Mm, I love that show. It's a good show. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, you guys. We love you so much. I'll see you on Thursday. Thank you for sharing my birthday with me. Thank you. Have an Kia. amazing day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys.